This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is 107. Happy almost New Year, everybody. It's a Shaletta show. My name is Shaletta Brundage, and I am the host of this show. And let me tell you something. I so appreciate all of the listeners who are riding around in the Twin Cities listening to the show, who are, you know, cleaning up at the house, getting ready for the new year. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, my mother would always say, don't let the new year catch you with a messy house. And so, you know, uh, on New Year's Eve and we would, you know, uh, and 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 right around this time on the 30th of every month, we would, you know, just write clean up and start getting rid of stuff and start, you know, passing out stuff that we weren't wearing or using and uh, making sure that the new year did not catch us with any dirty laundry, uh, that everything was cleaned and ironed and folded and put away properly, getting that garage all spiffy. Not like we were going anywhere. Not like anybody was coming over. She just did not want that house dirty for New Year's. And so we took the few days between Christmas and, and New Year's to, to clean up and get everything all ready uh, for a new year. So uh, those of you who are doing that and listening and those of you who are streaming, thank you. It, it's just it, it's such a blessing to me to know that um, you take the time to spend your Saturday afternoon with me. And, you know, I, I so love living in the Twin Cities. I, I enjoy spending time with my family here in Houston, um, but I know they are tired of hearing about Minnesota, about how amazing Minnesota is and, you know, about the people there and, you know, how many different cultures are there and how we embrace and love one another and, you know, how we welcome uh, people in, especially people who are new to the Twin Cities. And I remember when Sean and I first moved there in, in 2006 and, you know, we were a young couple, you know, weren't married yet, just kind of, you know, hanging out, you know, checking out life. And we would go downtown and, and, and do our young people thing. And then, you know, we, we started a family, but we felt like we were missing something in the workplace. You know, this was before diversity, equity and inclusion was a, a catchphrase, right? Um, and, and we just didn't feel like we had the support that we needed um, to stay. You know, those connections, those authentic connections, mentorships, uh, community connections. And so we left in 2011, um, came back in 2015, but left in 2011 uh, because we, we didn't feel like we had that engagement, right, at our respective work, workplaces. And so when I see companies 
doing the work because it takes work it's not just somebody getting a certification and a title and having a position but it's work it's it's inclusion work um when i see companies doing that i have to stop and 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 talk to them about how they're able to retain the workforce how they're able to be transformative and transformational how they're able to develop and navigate teams and people and, and so Kathy Island Madison is a chief community engagement and inclusion officer at Delta Dental of Minnesota. And, and she is joining me courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And, and Kathy, you have 25 years of experience in HR and, 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 and your role um, at Delta Dental um, is, is chief community engagement and, and, and inclusion officer. So I, I thank you for being here. But in three years um, there at Delta Dental, you have expanded the primary focus of inclusion in the workplace and engagement in the community. You just had your entire team at uh, Tony Sana's uh, Christmas giveaway, and, and I was there, and it was amazing, and I did a story for, you know, our station online um, and, and saw the whole entire Delta Dental team there giving out toys and, and helping the children and, and helping Tony with his mission, and, and I saw how it brought your team together, and that's just one of the ways that you uh, bring inclusivity into the workplace. So thank you, Shaletta. Uh Glad to be on. Is it afternoon already? Good afternoon, and thank you for uh, the opportunity to continue uh, this uh -huh. discussion. Can you hear? Can you hear me? I can, yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. Coming in great. Oh, good. Okay, good. I um, I just want a couple things. I want to start off with you. Uh, you're making me feel guilty. I got to go home and clean the house now, so that makes me feel guilty. <laughs> so I think you did that on purpose. And uh, secondly. <laughs> I got after playing basketball so many years, I got to use a basketball catchphrase, right? So we're going to catch the ball and we're going to hold on to it and hog it. So we're going to hog this game and hog this work. But no, seriously, um, thank you so much for the opportunity to continue this work. And yeah, I, our marketing communication team joined me over at the Sana Foundation. And I am, got to tell you, still on cloud nine from that experience. We, um, you know, I, I talk about purpose and passion. And if you think about, as we relate it to that, um, if our team, if our community is healthy, right, then our team members are healthy and the organization um, is also healthy. And, and to be able to uh, go over to the Tony uh, Sana Foundation and give back to the community, is, I was just overjoyed. You know, our, our team, our marketing communications team was, um, I, got, I got the good straw, I think. We, we, they're teasing me about that. So I was indoors handing out the, the toys and, and, and walking around with families and patients. But they, uh, they survived the cold and handed out food to the community. And uh, as I said, it's just an amazing event. Uh, it's, it's aligned to the work that we do in terms of our values and DNA. And uh, I am still on cloud nine about the experience, just the joy on the parents' faces to be able to, you know, give toys to their kids. Right? I walked around with a father who um, was giving toys or identifying toys for his two-year-old daughter, and he had a 10 and 11-year-old, and really talking about the importance of getting some books, right? And Tony had, uh, the Sana Foundation had a, a table full of books. So the kids, so this dad says to me that I'm so excited that I can go home and, and read to my baby girl right now and talk about, you know, again, and I'm not a crier, but I was so close to that. I was this close to crying. I mean, it was just an amazing time and, and uh, the ability for our organization to see that as value. 
And, you know, I, um, you know, had a chance to chat with you and learn more about the work that you do um, for Delta Dental of Minnesota in the diversity, equity and inclusion spaces. And I always thought this just meant, you know, making sure you um, have a, a good mix of people in the workplace who come from different backgrounds and different communities and different walks of life who don't all look like the same people, you know, have, you know, diverse C-suite, um, you know, executives so that they don't all look alike. They're not all from the same colleges. But what I learned from you, um, and, and it was um, very eye-opening for me, was that you all, um, it's more than just that. You know, that what you did at the Sana Foundation, that was social community impact. That's a part of DEI, attracting and retaining a diverse workforce. One of the things that Sean and I struggled with when we first came to Minnesota, that was DEI, social right. change awareness, where you focus on your team members, uh, supplier diversity. So that's all a part of this DEI initiative at Delta Dental. And that, um, for me, blew my mind because I never thought that getting together with your coworkers, with the company, and doing that social community impact work like you all did mm -hmm. with the Sana Foundation when you were handing out those Christmas toys and that food to uh, people in our community, that's part of the DEI initiative. Blew my mind. Right. You know, when, we, uh, when I joined three years ago, we uh, created a four-year or three-year strategic plan with four uh, strategic pillars. And as you said, the social community impact was one of those pillars, our supplier diversity, attracting the workforce. We talked about this previously. It's not, not only attracting the workforce, but how do we retain that workforce, right? Um, and this work is so imperative. And, you know, we, we talk, and again, I've been, I've been uh, in the HR space a long time. And um, this, this work starts with your leadership, but it's just not driven top down, right? And we engage our employees in sort of driving the work, coming up with the suggestions, where should we go? You know, we've done um, food shelves before, we've done um, blanket drives, we have a smile to school program where we provide toothbrushes and little really cute timers to first graders uh, across the state in the, in the first grade school system to uh, really uh, reach out to kids about the importance of their oral health uh, as relates to overall health. And um, so, yeah, I am, I am, I think beyond, I think I've told you this before, beyond the moon, excited about working at a place where my purpose and passion are aligned and excited about, and I think I've also shared, I started out um, as the head of HR for Delta Dental uh, Minnesota, as well as the diversity role, and are now um, just solely focused because of the importance that we place on this role uh, on the diversity, equity, inclusion work. Mm -hmm. So, we're, again, we're on that third year lag. We're getting ready to uh, embark on um, uh, refreshing this work. We'll uh, definitely continue these four strategic pillars, but may do some enhancements as we move forward. Okay, now we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, you're talking about continuing the work. You're talking about yeah. enhancements. When other companies are starting to lose momentum around DEI strategies, how does Delta Dental keep moving forward? We'll talk about that when we come back. It is 119. You are listening to the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. Uh, I, you know, when George Floyd died, so many companies, so many Fortune 500 companies said, we are going to do better. We are going to be intentional. We are going to make changes. And the year after his death, we saw so much momentum, so much momentum in diversity, equity, and inclusion. But then somehow politics got involved. And there's so many reports that say DEI efforts have lost momentum over the last year. 
Uh, just a report from Paradigm, a DEI consulting company, found that 54% of companies that have budgeted for DEI initiatives say that work is down from 2022. So how is it that Delta Dental of Minnesota is ramping up their efforts? How is it that they are moving forward and refreshing their DEI strategies? I have to talk to Kathy Island Madison. She is joining me on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, we're fresh off the break. She is the Chief Community Engagement and Inclusion Officer at Delta Dental of Minnesota. And, and Kathy, you know, we see these companies, the surveys are being done. People are yeah. looking at the initiatives that happened after George Floyd died and seeing that they have uh, a lot of them have been uh, eradicated. They have been washed away and it's back to business as usual. But somehow Delta Dental of Minnesota is still doing the work and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. You're right. You're reading now. Um, 50 percent of companies have either eliminated the position, eliminated the the, the um the the uh, departments and the, the the budgets for this work and uh, yeah we're full speed ahead we're taking that basketball stay with that analogy right we're taking that basketball we're hogging it we are we are we are moving forward and being intentional about this work and it starts with our leadership we have a, a phenomenal leader in Rod Young who sees this work as not only um, the right thing to do but it's a business imperative you know it's it's and I've, I've used this analogy over and over it's not like we've hit our sales goals and you know life is good we're done or we've hit our financial goals and you know, the company says we're, we're done with this. This work is part of our DNA. It's, it's embedded into our core values and our strategic plan. We have tactics and goals around it, and we hold ourselves accountable, right? What, what gets measured gets done. And so, as I said, we're on the um, third year and going to start a refresh of this work uh, next year. And being really honest, what I love about the diversity, equity, inclusion space, you know, at first it was a little challenging for me, but each team member essentially each department essentially and each organization could be at a total different place right and so you've got to be um, meet people where they are you know be and be sensitive about uh, where people are and so that's one of our strategic initiatives around continue to learn and, and grow in this space as well and, and have our team members engage in this space as well so we are um, don't see it as a project or event, which I think a lot of companies have done. And I think that's why, um, you know, the budgets are cut, the, the positions are being eliminated. We see it as really a business strategic imperative and uh, it won't go away because that's my job, Shalada, and my job. How do you get on. everyone? <laughs> and, and that's what I want to know. How do you, because this right. is your role, this is your goal. Right. How do you get everybody right. to buy in to your vision? Right. How do you, how right. do you get everybody to buy in? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and, and I, I talk about it like it's an easy task, right? It is sometimes really difficult, again, because people, our team members and, and different departments can be a different space. We actually incentivize our team members and include a DEI incentive opportunity in their overall incentive. So each year, each team, team member, all levels of the organization are, uh, are, getting, are providing incentive for um, to reach out like the community of uh, the Tony Santa event or reading podcasts, going to listening sessions, uh, different training events. So to continue to keep them steeped in the space. 
Now, what has been the positive impact of that? Because people think DEI is work and, you know, we've got enough on our plate. We don't want to have to be incentivized. We don't want to have to go and hear right. somebody speak. We don't want to have to go out in community. My plate is full. My inbox is full. You're taking me away from doing my job. What a, what, what What's the positive result of having this DEI, these initiatives, these social impact uh, things yeah. that you and your team are doing out in community? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I think I kind of shared with it, right? I'm on cloud nine coming back from those experiences, and our team members are as well. You know, when we do these coat drives or we do the diaper drives that we do, we do it. It's a team building event, and we all come together, and we're for one accord to really serve the community. And it really does get the team members engaged. They understand the commitment, why we do it. We talk about why we do it and our commitment to the communities that we serve. And you can see it play out in the activities that we do. So it's it's interestingly enough that our team members don't see it as an extra um, because it can be at times, right? We're um, you know we're doing things sometimes on the weekends, we're doing things at night, um, but because it's such a such a part of our culture um, that it really does help sort of um, create that internal culture that we have in terms of the work. And that work is being done. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the Tony Sana Foundation, but there's so much more um, community impact that you all are doing at Delta Dental of Minnesota. You know, I was over at the Timberwolves the other day, and I didn't even know that you all partnered with them and the links to educate young girls. Talk to me about that. Right. Myself and Carly Knox, who is the chief operation officer for the links, um, did a presentation with the Tony Sana kids. Um, with 12, 8 to 12 year olds, about 40 uh, students, to really talk about our journey, the importance of how sports played a role in our journey in terms of teamwork, right? Setting goals, uh, dealing with adversity. And, um, and, and then I think I shared this before, we actually played basketball with them, and I, I, I came out of retirement for uh, about five seconds. Um, but really, had, really had it. <laughs> Five seconds, I'm done. Really had an impactful moment with the young. You know, and I was really amazed with um, that they're going to be the ZZZ group, right, that comes forward and how how attentive they were. I mean, they want to know how we did things. What do we do? What can I do? And the questions that we got, you know, they were a tough audience, but the questions that we got, they were really engaged and really excited about that. So that is part of some of the work that we do in the community as well. Well, I just can't thank you for the work you're doing in the community and how uh, Delta Dental is setting an example for so many other companies uh, here in the Twin Cities and beyond of how to continue to do the work and not letting this just be a moment, but being right. um, a lifestyle for companies and, and just attracting um, diverse talent and retaining them uh, because of these initiatives and the way that you're building community uh, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Kathy Island Madison, thank you so much for being on the Shaletta Show and Happy New Year. Well, thank you, Shaletta. Happy New Year to you as well. Okay, now you got to get on over there and clean up that house. I don't want you to get I in gotta go trouble. I got to go clean the house. You know, oh, you got me in trouble. You're not supposed, to let, you're not supposed <laughs> to let the new year catch you with a dirty oh, house. Man, you got <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, we will talk soon. All right. It is 1227. We've got more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I just need to know who got the bail money because I'm going to jail today. I'm telling you now, I am going to be incarcerated because I told Paul, I told Paul, I said, listen, Paul McGuire Grimes, when the color purple comes out and you get a chance to interview Fantasia, Tarashi, and all the cast and characters, including Oprah from the musical." that comes out on Christmas Day, just lay me hang behind the curtain. Hide me under the sofa. I just want to be in the room. I would like to know what Oprah smells like. Now, I go on my social media channels yesterday, and I see that Paul has interviewed the entire cast of The Color Purple. I mean, they're laughing, they're talking. He's got playbills from when Coleman was here in the Twin Cities doing a performance. And they're just having a good old time yucking it up. Now, I know Paul has my phone number. I know he has my email address. He has all my social media channels. He knows how to reach me. But somehow, when Paul was getting ready to interview the entire cast of The Color Purple, because he interviewed everybody. He forgot to call me. So I brought him on my show to give him a chance to explain himself before I do him harm. Hey, 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 Paul. Hey, Paul. Hi, Shaletta. How are you? Hi. Hi. Mm -hmm. I think those Bundridge babies Mm -hmm. forgot to Mm -hmm. give you my message. (laughs) Do you know what's (laughs) over? Don't put it on the kids. Don't you put it on the kids. They must uh, did, They must not have told you I called you. <laughs> Don't you make me put my kids in foster care. Don't you make me do it. I tell them all the time, you keep cutting up. You're going to, <laughs> yep. you're going to foster yep. care. Paul, oh, my God. I was just so, I, I must have watched these interviews about 10 times. I was so oh, excited you. for you to interview thank the you. entire cast of The Color Purple. Tell me what that experience was like. Because, okay, you got to tell me why they separated the women and the guys. They had like Harpo and Mr. And that was, it. and then they had the, the Lady Suge and Sophia and, um, and, 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 uh, and, and Celie. You know, so they separated the interviews. I didn't like that part. I wanted everybody to be in the room together. Well, you know, I, 
Oh, where do we even begin with this? These interviews for me were some of the most affirming interviews I have done in a long time. Not only just like professionally and me getting a chance to do that, but their conversations about what The Color Purple by Alice Walker means to them, what it meant to be in this movie, what it meant to be working mm-hmm. together. And you could just feel the love and the passion that they not only had together as a cast, but also they want to do this material right. And you can see how this story just transcends decades, generations, and you can tell it in a novel, in a movie, in a musical on Broadway, in a movie musical. So you can tell it in different mediums and have it reach someone just a little bit differently. And to see Taraji talk, you know, I asked her, you know, what? so there's a big song at the end of the movie called I'm Here that Fantasia sings as right. Seeley. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said to all three of the ladies, when did you, when did you know whether personally or professionally, that you could say, I'm here. And Fantasia gave a great answer. Danielle talked about being in Orange is the New Black and realizing that, like, there's space for everyone. You know, she can be with with Taraji and Viola. There's space for everyone. And then Taraji talked about the story of being overseas, promoting Empire, because they weren't even going to have Empire overseas, because they said, the industry says that Black doesn't travel overseas. And then people overseas were watching it, downloading it, and then they brought it over there, and she was doing a press conference, and everyone was applauding her. They stood up on their feet talking about Shiraji, and then she went outside and saw all of everyone rooting for her, and she knew, like, yes, I'm here. And it was just like this affirmation that they all had was beautiful. And then to talk to Coleman and Corey about – Corey didn't even have to audition to play Harpo. He's such an amazing, talented you know, Broadway actor and Juilliard actor, he didn't even have to audition for the role. And then to have Coleman talk about what the novel means to him, you know, we talked a little bit about him being at the Guthrie Theater here in Minneapolis, and it it, it mm-hmm. was phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, and they were great. gosh. Okay, so how did they pull you together. out of that room? How did they pull you out of that room? How, how did well, they pull you out of that room? I, because I still be there asking questions. Well, I want to. That was what we were all kind of talking about. And, it, you know, behind the scenes, like, we get, you get four minutes, and they are tight. Like, they what? are toning you down as you're delivering. So you're talking to the talent, and you have someone literally behind them off to the side counting you down. What, two minutes, one minute, wrap. Oh and I'm just like, how can I squeeze another question? How can I get the most out of them? So then us reporters are in the hallway like, hey, how many questions did you get in? What are your thoughts are? Maybe ask them one question <laughs> all three can answer. It was like, how can we make the most of all of their time so that we, we can get stuff, they get to answer, they get to talk and share their stories. Um, and, I mean, I could have sat there, Coleman and Corey. And I, oh, so here's a little backstage story. So Coleman... Hi. I, we were talking about the Guthrie. So after we were done with the interview, I had the playbill from the from the Guthrie because we talked about it during the interview. And he's like, "Do you want me to sign that?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I would love to, but I don't want to wait. I don't want to take up your time because I had a flight to catch. They were shuffling people in and out of those rooms. They were on lunch break. They were coming up on a lunch break. So Coleman then took the time to sign my program. And then I still had the ticket inside of the program. He signed the ticket as well, and we just had a really genuine, like, great moment together and he is if people don't know coleman domingo he's a emmy winner from euphoria he's been on broadway in the scots for boys he's done a ton of movies he's in the movie right now on netflix called rustin which he plays byron rustin i want everyone to see it it's an amazing movie and then for him to play mr and color purple is just another really great 
crowning achievement for him. I do think that he will get a Best Actor nomination for Rustin. He, he's been nominated a lot already this season, maybe a Best Supporting Actor for The Color Purple, but to have him in both these roles right now is just, I want everyone to know the name Coleman Domingo if they don't already. Okay, now let's get to the actual movie. Tell me yes. what you thought of Color Purple, the musical. I really enjoyed it. I have not had a chance to see the musical on stage, so I can't you know, necessarily compare mm-hmm. the movie to the movie to the musical, but I think that they did a really great job of telling the story, highlighting different elements that maybe we couldn't do in the Spielberg movie, that maybe we couldn't do on stage, and letting these actors shine. Fantasia Barino is so stunning as Celie. She played the role on Broadway back in 2007 and then did the national tour. So then to see her play the role again with a little bit more depth to have some life experience under her belt these you know since then was really enriching taraji plays sugar avery and she knows how to make an entrance when she comes in to sing push the button she's got this gorgeous red dress on with the feather hat and it's she's fantastic danielle brooks who plays um sophia born to play mm-hmm. the role of sophia she is phenomenal what? And like it, it, it's it's really moving. Now I have a music theater background, so like I was still kind of like thinking about the music element of it. And the music, if people don't know the music in it, I do think that it comes across as more spirituals, as more soul blues mm-hmm. than your traditional mm-hmm. Broadway musical. This isn't necessarily. It's there's a lot of choreography in the movie, but it's not like a razzle-dazzle type of show. So I think that the music and the music numbers mm-hmm. are still kept a little bit more realistic. I do think that those numbers could have been a little a little elevated, a little more heightened, just to get the movie a little bit different pacing, some more highs and lows. Some of it felt a little flat. Mm-hmm. But I do think overall that they do a great job of presenting the story. And you do get to expand a little bit on the Suge Seeley relationship and what does Shug mean to Seeley and how does Seeley break free from Mister because of what Shug means to her and I think all of that um, is well captured here that you couldn't maybe really do on screen before. Yeah, they did not explore that at all. It was kind of a, a question mark. And, and so many yes. people who saw the original movie who did not read the book were very confused. And so I yeah. was glad that they were able to elaborate on that relationship, yes. um, that they were able to put that in the spotlight. Because, you know, I, I remember even watching it um, as a, you know, because I was a young girl when the movie came out. But I remember mm-hmm. going with, um, you know, my family. It was a, you know, kind of a destination event like it yeah. is now, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And and we went, and I was like, I was like, so are they just friends? What is what's going on? <laughs> over here? Uh, you know, there's yeah, there's more really to it than this, but that. they're really yes, there yeah, yeah. So so it is it is really good that you know that these characters are able to live out the true meaning of the characters in the book. Um, yeah, and that we're living in a society today where people can just be free to love and exactly. and, and be who they authentically are. And yeah. I, I just I, I appreciate the realness of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hope people that go see the movie musical know that it is a musical that it's and try. Yeah. Not OK. So. so Right. Will you talk to the people? The people are online mad because it's a musical. Oh, I was like, they say oh. it in the title. It says Color Purple, the musical. Did you see, not see that part? I know. I've been on TikTok <laughs> and I've been seeing people coming out of the theater reviewing it. I'm like, did you not know this was a musical? And, it, and I also don't want people to compare it to Spielberg's movie because that's a movie that was made in 1985. You do things differently now and you can play around with different things. 
And if you're just comparing movie to movie, you're kind of missing out on letting this cast, its director, Blitz, Bazawuli, have their moment shine and do what they can do with the material. You know, when you start comparing left and right, or you're comparing Fantasia to Whoopi, or you're comparing Danielle to Oprah, I think you're doing a disservice to this these, this cast and all of the creative talent behind this movie. Okay, so when you um, look at the movie, what was the highlight of it for you? Oh man, I think I think the highlight really um, is Danielle Brooks as Sophia. She just is an absolute force. I know she's going to get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. And there's a scene at a dinner table um, in the climax. I don't want to give away too much, but just to see like all of the women and like the sisterhood of the story come together in one scene. It was breathtaking and just great. And then the ending is really beautiful, too. And you can see the ending in the trailer, okay, but I don't want to so give it away, you... but it's a very beautiful moment. Okay, so you have to tell me this. Uh, somebody said that Sierra was in the movie. Now, I have yes. not gone to see Color Purple the Musical yet, mm-hmm. but I was wondering, why is she on the red carpet with a big old sparkly belly? <laughs> what is she doing in all the social media posts? Why? I yeah. thought she was like me, like a hanger-on. Like, if you would have took me with you, I would have just been like a hanger-on, like I'm with him. Right. So I thought maybe she was like, I'm with Fantasia or I'm with, yeah, you know, Taraji. Next... But then somebody yeah. said, no, she's in the, she's in the movie. She plays adult Nutty. So Halle Bailey plays her as a child, and then she plays her as an adult, who we see at the very end. And then John Batiste is also in it. If people know who John Batiste is, what? he also has a yes. small role in the film, too, who I love. He's, he's phenomenal. Oh, oh, I I can't wait to go and see it. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go and check it out after um I get off the air so we can compare notes. But Please I want to keep do. you around for another segment because I have to talk to you about something. Um, you know, Taraji's been making the rounds. She's been talking about pay disparities. Um, yes. And you know, when you start talking about black women and and pay disparities and how less she was paid for roles, um, how she has to demand her worth and still only get a fraction of that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. as she's doing these media interviews, she's continuing to shine a light on that. I want to hear your take on it. And we're going to continue that discussion coming up next. Taraji says the math ain't mathing on pay equity in Hollywood for black women. Uh, She shared her frustrations about the persistent gender and racial pay gap. Um, While she has been promoting the color purple, uh, I've got my friend Paul, uh, Twin Cities movie critic here joining me on the show. And Paul, she's been talking about this every chance she gets when she is on stage and there is a microphone in her face. She is talking about this pay equity issue in Hollywood for black women, even tearing up when she uh, discusses it. And I know you only have four minutes. Was that some of what you talked about in your interview with her when you were talking uh, about The Color Purple? I, no, I did not get a chance um, because the, they, that four minutes just flew by so fast. But I am so happy that she is talking about it because not enough people do talk about it. And we started to have those conversations, different types of conversations like that when the SEG actor strike and the WGA strike was going on, which was a lot about pay and equity and residuals and all that. So I'm glad that Tarashi can break it down even further to talk about the pay disparity amongst black actresses and what 
where that all goes to. I think some people here in Hollywood, oh, she works in Hollywood, they make billions and billions of dollars, and then they forget, no, that's actually not the truth. And here's where all that money has to go to. So it really doesn't come out like a lot. And she now has, I mean, yes, she was an empire. She was able to, she was able to talk about that back then. But now that she's been able to talk about it again, she's bringing it up again. Any chance she gets. So the more that we can talk about it, the more we can understand it to hopefully make things different and make things better and more equitable. And, you know, it is just so stunning to hear how, you know, she was in uh, Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt and, you know, she was able to bump her salary up to $150,000, but that was far below the $500,000 that she was expecting to make as the third billed actor of this movie. And you and yeah. I both know what Brad made. Well, what did he oh. get, like $10 million or something? It was ridiculous. At least, yeah, I mean, you know, she was coming off of Hustle and Flow. She'd been perform- mm-hmm. She had performed on the Oscars, and then she gets a chance to work with Brad and David Fincher to do Curious Kiss of Benjamin Bowman. Slayed it, was so good in that movie, got an Oscar nomination for that movie, but was pair- what was p- p- she was paid pennies compared to Brad, Kate Blanchett, and, you know, even going into this movie, she was so lowballed quite a bit because the industry thinks that they can do it. So now she's talking about it. And I think the outcome of her talking about it, on the one hand, can bring awareness. But then people are very quick to tear her down again because Oprah Winfrey is a producer on the movie, same as Steven Spielberg, same as Quincy Jones. And they want to tear the two of them apart and say, with Taraji talking about pay disparity, she must be feuding with Oprah. And then you have all these rumors right now about a feud between them, which I think is so disappointing to hear because I don't believe it. But it's also disappointing that people even want to go there and try to bring that up. Well, you know, it's easier to talk about a rumor. Um, it's easier to talk about a feud than it is to actually address the issue. It's kind of like my kids. If if we're <laughs> talking about something and a squirrel or a dog pass by, it's over. It's a wrap. We can't continue to have our discussion because their attention is focused and drawn somewhere else. It's a smoke screen. And so instead of talking about the pay disparity, we're talking about whether Taraji is mad at Oprah and reading body language and photos and videos and pictures. And what we really should be talking about is how unfair the system is. And then we see, you know, black female actresses who stop working or, you know, who can barely make ends meet or who die poor and penniless. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute. They were in all these blockbuster movies. They were, right. you know, the, the top actresses in, in so many opportunities. Why, why didn't they save their money? You know, but a lot of times people don't tell the truth about what they make. They don't tell the, you know, the whole story because right. they don't want to be blackballed, Paul. Nobody, you know, no. you don't want to be the angry black lady. Well, yes, uh, you know, you're you're absolutely right on that, because if, as soon as you start speaking out, it's, well, why can't you just be grateful? Why can't you just accept what you're given? Why can't you just be happy? You know, I, I think so many people are told that, and it's even worse for women of color that, you know, you can't speak up or else you're going to be lowballed or blackballed or not work again, because they don't want to, they could find someone else that, can, that will work for even less, which is so disappointing. And and you see it now already. You know, people are saying, we're tired of hearing about it. Would she stop talking about it? Like you said, can't you just be grateful to be in the movie? But if nobody's talking about it, then nothing is going to change, Paul. Correct. How do you, how do you make change if you don't talk about the issues? And this is why I like when people use their platform to talk about important issues. You know, when people are accepting awards and they want to talk about something that matters, 
great, good on them. Like they've got a platform, they can use it. And if they're a person of power like Taraji is, she should be talking about these things. And I applaud her so much for talking about them because she's got people that will listen and she's got clout in the industry of hopefully making change. And then she can inspire others. She can inspire Danielle Brooks to put her foot down. She can inspire someone like maybe Dave Andre Randolph to put her foot down. You know, they can all come together and say, no, we're not putting up with this anymore. And and it's going to take all of us to work together. I, I do a lot of speaking in the Twin Cities. And, yeah. you know, I can't tell you how many times, Paul, people will say, well, can you come and be our featured speaker at this MLK event? This was just, you know, this earlier this month. And I said, well, here's what I charge. And they said, oh, yeah. well, we are not accustomed to paying speakers. We don't have a budget for that. I said, well, wait a minute. You got a budget for the chairs. You got a budget for security. You got a budget for the room. You got a budget for the sound system, the entertainment the decorations the publicity but you don't have a budget for me so when you got to me you got broke and so what i'm doing is i'm telling you know other female speakers black women like miss shannon and and jasmine and and, and so many others i'm like girl don't go up in there and speak for free you decide (laughs) what your worth is you decide what you want to be paid and then demand that and and if they don't want to pay you then don't go but if if folks keep going for free they're going to continue to do um what they're doing and and i remember paul it was like earlier this summer i was on a panel and there was one other african-american woman with me and so we were talking and i said um i said i just want to make sure you got your fee and she said what fee I said, are they not paying you? She said, no, they didn't offer me any pay. Paul, look what I told the organizer. I said, now, listen, you got a panel with five people. You have paid everybody except the black woman. I said, now, I'm going to tell you this. I said, either you pay her or I'm going on social media and let everybody know that you didn't pay her. So you have a choice to make. The choice is yours. And I'm not even going to, Paul, I told him, I said, I'm not even going to tell her that I'm talking to you. I'm just going to wait for her to call me back and tell me that she got paid. But the choice is yours. You know, it's just, it's horrible that in, in, in the year, uh, 20 and 23 of our Lord, that these are still things that we have to deal with. It is. And I feel like it, it happens even more in the entertainment industry. Like for you and I, as freelancers, sometimes we get asked, oh, can you make this appearance? Can you come here? Can you do that? And then you try to ask for what you're paid for. And there's not a budget for it or we can't. Mm-mm. And I, Mm-mm. I struggle with that myself because I want to, I'm a yes man. I want to say yes. I you are so accommodating. You are I, so sweet. You are so sweet. <laughs> but that gets me in trouble because then I'm not. I'm not asking for my worth, and I. I that is a struggle of mine, and I'm trying to be better about that. But there are things I've turned down where I'm like, it's not going to pay. Like I can't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to walk away from my husband and my daughter to go do eight hours for free. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and by the time you spend gas. And um, you leave, you know, other opportunities to go and do something. Um, your baby got to eat uh, and yes, your baby got to go to college one day. And your baby, uh, at last I checked, was not sewing her own clothes. She needs nope. something to wear, Paul. Uh, yep, so yes, all yep. of that needs to, uh, all that comes from, you know, the work that you do. And so, you know, it, it's just really time that we change um, the culture of that being, you know, as common as it is. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, you, the, what you just said there, that's kind of what Taraji talks about in her post about the math ain't math. And she talked about how I may get paid this, but then I also have to pay my agent. I have to pay my, my team. I have to pay my manager. I have to pay this. And what about my kids? And what about this person? And then the glam, someone's got to do my hair. Someone's got to do my makeup, you know, like 
there's so many people that work under her, that work for her, or there's people in Hollywood that work to help support their larger families, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, a paycheck can only go so far. And it ain't going no far if all you getting paid is $150,000 for a movie and right. that movie takes eight months to do and you can't pick up any other work right. and the whole time you're still paying people. And then you wonder why these celebrities are doing visa commercials and selling potato chips and, and, and coffee. And they've got a liquor line. They've got a, you know, right. line to do. You know. <laughs> I want they got hair care products. <laughs> they, got, they got lotions and bath bombs. It's like they don't got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do an Irish whiskey line or a stout. I'm like, this is the Paul McGuire Grimes Irish whiskey. That's, there's any distillers out there that want to partner with me. Let's do it. Well, I'm glad you are doing this show with me today. I love you. Happy Shaletta, here, thank you. Love you too. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Y'all stick around. We've got another hour of the Shaletta Show coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> 